You're listening to the Calm Mind Confident Life podcast, full of guided meditations, relaxation audios, and an abundance of tips from inspiring people around the globe. This podcast is here to help you cultivate calm and embrace the power and freedom of believing in yourself. With your host and founder of Value Your Mind, Natalie Keeley. Welcome back, guys. How are you all surviving at the moment in these pretty tricky coronavirus times? I'm finding that there's a bit of comfort in knowing that we're all in this together, but I'm also massively looking forward to hugging people again because I feel I'm really lacking that kind of sense of physical touch with people. Um, I'm also really missing pub gardens, I think, because it's very sunny in the UK here, unusually so for April. And um, so the idea of just chilling in a pub garden is definitely something I am craving right now. (laughs) Um, But these little things we're missing, I know they'll come back to us. And that is what I'm reminding myself of, that this will pass. I keep saying that to myself anytime I kind of get of overwhelmed by the situation or this feeling of the unknown and when this is going to end I just keep thinking to myself this will pass this will pass this will pass and reminding myself I just need to be present and that this is a practice this is kind of an experience where I can really exercise my mind in being present I guess it's pretty hard but it's you know it's a challenge but it's um I've got space and time to embrace that challenge so that's that's kind of how I'm staying anchored to sanity I guess. (laughs) I'm also feeling incredibly proud and inspired by all the wonderful things that I'm seeing people do in, in, in their communities to support each other. At times like this I find it's very helpful to surround yourself in things that inspire you because there's so much in the media and the news that's really sad and and can bring you down um and so kind of balancing that out with things that are inspiring you I think is very very helpful and on that note I'm hoping this month's podcast will help with that inspirational vibe a couple of weeks ago I had the pleasure of chatting to Scarlett Clark and Scarlett is a motivational speaker and writer and as well as um, the founder of the Smart Girl Tribe And the Smart Girl Tribe aims to inspire and empower young women. Scarlett talks all about this. She has a very engaging energy and it's wonderful talking to someone who is so passionate about their purpose in life. And she shares her struggles with her own mental health. She shares what motivates her and has got got her through some difficult times, but also, also just kind of how she is, where she is today and what is important to her or what she values. I hope you guys find this as an an inspiring chat to listen to and uh, do remember to check the show notes because she does recommend a lot of things during the chat that I have added to the show notes just so that you've got got the links there and the resources. So enjoy. So as I was saying Scarlett thank you so much for joining me on the show today. No thank you so much for inviting me on it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Whereabouts are you at the moment? Are you, uh, do you live on your own or? I do. I mean, on the whole, I do. I'm now living with my brother, given, you know, the current circumstance and Mm. things like this. We're almost self-isolating together, if you like. So, 
Yeah, for the first half of it, so a few weeks ago, I was with my partner and then I came back to mine because I have an office space here. So it's really enabled me to work. But I'm based just outside of London in a countryside house if you like so there are still cows out and sheep out which is quite nice quite calming during this time yeah definitely I can't imagine what it's like being in I mean I live in a city but it's nice because it's got the sea and things like that to kind of go to to get that feeling of space I guess um but yeah so I wanted to have you on the show obviously today we talked about how you have this amazing business about motivating and inspiring women um but also you'd mentioned to me that you yourself had suffered from anxiety since quite a young age was it 15 that you said yeah 15 yeah so I just wanted to first get things started by maybe you talking a little bit about what that looked like for you and and Mm -hmm. how you kind of manage that alongside setting up your business So I started my business, which is Smart Girl Tribe, at 19 years old. I grew up in Italy. So when I was, I mean, if I was really looking back and had to really dissect my life, I would probably say my first panic attack, full-on panic attack, was when I was about 13. So I was growing up in Italy and then I really wanted to attend a British university. So my parents had a conversation with me and we were talking about the reality, what that looked like. We then collectively made the decision that I would come back to England and I really struggled with that decision as a teenager. We first had that conversation when I was 15 and as a result I did have a lot of anxious feelings around it and that's really when my anxiety started to develop and then when I came back to England I struggled a little bit. I didn't quite fit in. I came from very rural Italy. My best friends were there. I had really cultivated some amazing friendships and relationships on the whole over there so then to come back I did for a couple of years had a few really bad panic attacks I have implemented a few things in my life that now definitely help for example um, meditation journaling I journal every day twice a day pilates or yoga regular exercise almost the standard things but I really made it a point to get on top of my anxiety because I started my business when I was so young when I was a teenager so I was a CEO by the time I was 19 and because of that I knew I had to get to grips with my anxiety and my anxious feelings quite early on so I've been committed ever since to make sure that I have a hold on it. So yeah because so you, you came to the UK on your own then did you or your family So I came over with my family, but we still very much have the house out there and my parents are there now. Mm. So still in, you know, that um, that lovely environment, which I love going back to. So I came over with them and my parents were still very much together. But my mum was working out in Italy. So for three quarters of the year, she would be out there. And then during winter, she would be over here with us. My dad was traveling all over the world. So I'm very close to my parents. I have a fantastic relationship with both of them. At the time, I couldn't really put it down to them not being there because it just wouldn't be true. I was just, I was mainly struggling at school. I really, really struggled to 
fit in going from in my town in Italy we were 3,000 residents it was a teeny tiny place to then come to London and go to a school a sixth form a language academy to pursue a level so I could attend a British university I found incredibly difficult and what was your driving because you mentioned that you were the one that wanted to do that what was your driving force behind that If I'm being completely honest, we drove through Bath when I was really young. I think I was 11 or 12 and I saw the university and I thought, I have this feeling I really should be here. I should be in this space. I should be in Bath. And that's eventually where I went to university. And that was all my always my driving force but I was very very academic Mm. and I was also looking at Cambridge, Oxford, St Andrews. I was also considering some universities abroad but those were the main ones and having spoken to those universities I knew that my best chance would have been to come back to England and pursue A-levels. So it sounds like and obviously clearly you do have a lot of ambition and drive. Do you (laughs) Do you think that that has, that has contributed to your anxiety? What I mean is, you know, I, I meet a lot of people who are very kind of, um, they have, they put a lot of pressure and expectations on themselves mm-hmm. and that can actually kind of amplify that level of anxiety. No, absolutely. There have been different points in my life where I've been more anxious compared to some others. I definitely think there is something in that. And I say that because, again, i was working on my own business I launched it when I was 19 and I struggled I was the only person really in my friendship group who was starting a business and nobody quite understood what I was doing and then when I graduated I had a lot of people saying to me that it would fail so I put an excessive amount of pressure on myself to almost prove that this was going to work So I would say that, yes, that has definitely developed some anxious feelings. Over the years, it has got a lot better. And I think I've been able to separate my professional life from my anxiety, which I know for some would probably be impossible. But for me, I've actually found working very, very calming because I love my job. I'm completely obsessed with my job. And I've really cultivated a space that allows my team members and I to be very serene and tranquil in the office. We have candles and things like this and a meditation hour, et cetera. And because of that, I think that now they're very, very separate, but definitely at the beginning, it contributed. Mm -hmm. It's great what you're saying though, that you've kind of used that experience to recognize what you, to be quite strict with yourself almost, that actually, if you're going to if you're going to make this work then you need to have those real clear boundaries in place i just knew from a really early age because i wanted to launch smart girl tribe and have it be full time and i had wildly audacious dreams and goals i knew that i had to tackle my anxiety early on and i knew deep down i would be the only person who could do that for mm. myself mm. so i knew from a very young age that i had to really get focused, get determined and make sure it wasn't something that I was battling with forever. I would say as a side note, I'm sure there are so many listeners who have very severe anxiety. I would never say that I have suffered from severe anxiety. I have had a string of panic attacks in my life, 
but I have been able to separate that from my personal from my professional life sorry and I don't think many people would be able to do that if they were suffering from severe anxiety yeah I mean there's kind of a whole spectrum isn't there in terms of anxiety Mm -hmm. well any kind of mental health or mental well-being it's there's kind of mental illness at one end and um you know mental health at the other and it's kind of that there's that kind of continuum really isn't there of, mm-hmm. of where it can where you can be on on that line um but but I think yeah having having that kind of awareness of where you are and how it manifests for you is really really important in terms of managing it and ensuring it doesn't get to that level where you know where where it is is unmanageable mm-hmm. Because I, I know, you know, from reading your blogs and things like that, you talk a lot about um, self-doubt, confidence, and you speak a lot about that um, events and things. Do you feel that actually kind of your experience of having something that you need to kind of be aware of in terms of your mental well-being has actually helped in terms of your business? It has helped a lot. I think my honesty and transparency with it, we set up Smart Girl Tribe or I set up Smart Girl Tribe because I was finding that major publications were only focusing on sex, weight and boyfriends at the time. And those weren't the conversations I or my friends were having. I wanted to be discussing our careers, travel, social issues affecting women around the world and mental health. We have been dubbed the original digital mental health magazine because we were talking about it from you know, this was years ago now, when major publications weren't discussing depression, anxiety, eating disorders, etc. And because of that, being the only one really at the time, I felt a huge responsibility to share my story and talk about anxiety as though it were any other problem, not letting it be a taboo, if you like. And I had so many writers who also wanted to share their stories as well at the time and so many stories have come about since and so I've always known that we've had this incredible responsibility so it has helped the business because I mean now I receive so many letters every week I'm an ambassador for the NSPCC so I host workshops for young people who have severe mental health issues or who have gone through really traumatic childhoods I mean even um, only a three weeks ago I think it was I was speaking at the UK's largest university and careers fair and a woman came up to me afterwards and she said I'm here with my daughter my daughter's 23 every day for the past two years she has been telling me that she has had suicidal thoughts she came to me today and said today's the first day she hasn't and that's because of something you have said so hearing that that's what has now become my driving force it motivates me every single day my readers my listeners my audience on the whole they're the reason why I get up every day and I do my job so I definitely feel that sharing my story and being so open with it has helped the business and I guess also cultivate a community as well because everyone has appreciated how transparent we have been from day one if you like well, I think, you know, you mentioned two things there, which I think um, is I, I really am a massive advocate for and I am kind of is what my business is about, kind of the driving force, I suppose, behind it um, and really everything that I do. And that is that kind of um, thinking about, yeah, building building a community um, because I think that's so important for everyone, for everyone's mental well-being, everyone's sense of confidence and identity within the world. Um mm-hmm. 
And also the other thing as well is being like acts of service, like being of help to others. I think yeah. when you feel like you're really making a difference and you're really able to use your own experiences to help other people, it, it can just be, it can just really help in terms of how you feel within yourself. And it's just motivating, isn't it? To just kind of give you, like you said, give you that kind of thing, even on those days when you feel like, oh, really can't be bothered today. Um, as soon as you know that actually there's a purpose and reason you're doing that, that isn't, it's not about money. It's not about power or status. Um, it's about something much bigger than that. When you, when you remember that, it can really help give you that motivation to think, no, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going today. You're so right. I mean, when I started Smart Girl Tribe very much began as a passion project. I felt that it was needed. It's almost a coincidence that it's grown so much since and now it's a fully fledged full-time business with offices and things like this. And I've had so many incredible opportunities and I travel all over the globe now as a as an international motivational speaker. Those things have come about because I think of the driving passion behind it when it began it was never about money for the first two years I only earned 25p so it has never been about money for me it's very much been about helping others and really again coming back to cultivating a space building a community that for me focuses on the issues that matter that's I was speaking to a friend about that actually about how the importance of finding that um really knowing what what it why it is you're doing something really having that passion for it um because there's always going to be elements of something you're doing that you're not going to like but if you if you have that then it's always worthwhile isn't it it's always yeah. it always just it will always not work out because there'll be bit times when it doesn't work out but it will you'll always push past those times when it doesn't work out because you really believe in that you have that self-belief and that belief in what you're doing absolutely when you speak about uh going to these events and doing doing these things around um you know public speaking and things like that I mean you know speaking to you now it sounds like you're quite confident in in what you're saying but um do you have any does your anxiety manifest in that way at all do you ever have any feelings of that like everybody has it doesn't they that feelings of self-doubt and um you know people gonna like or think what I'm doing is right or anything like that um do you does that any ever come up and if so how do you manage that No, of course. I mean, I always come back to the fact that I started this without a business qualification or an economics degree. Mm. I was a teenager. I was taking on writers who were twice, three times my age. So I really struggled with confidence at the beginning to think of everything we as a team have been able to achieve since. I still find mind-blowing the fact that this is now a fully-fledged business and I come from that place from having no experience I mean on the first day when it launched I didn't have or when I had the idea I didn't have a phone connection or an internet connection I had 100 reasons telling me that was almost as evidence telling me that this idea probably wouldn't work out but I launched it for the one reason why I wanted to and that was because I fundamentally believed that young women in particular deserved more from the media so at the beginning I definitely struggled with confidence because of my age I would say and lack of experience 
at the time I didn't know what a business proposal was if I'm completely honest I hardly know what a business proposal (laughs) is now but to anyone listening I would say if you have a dream if you have a goal then don't let anything stand in your way I know that I didn't I used it as leverage to almost push me forward I used it as motivation yes I did want to prove people wrong but for me it was more about my audience and my readers I knew how important Smart Girl Tribe was because I was being told so often how important it was and how it was pushing the needle forward and really helping women advance younger women advance in the world today a few things that have helped me over time I've read you know this these are tangible tips I've read a lot of business books since if you don't know the answer Google does that's how I learned the code so you really can find if you don't know the answer then I assure you the internet will and you can find it on there I listen to podcasts as well but I also dream really 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 big when I first started my mission was to build a digital magazine. And I always said, I will be happy forever if I can build this digital magazine. And then that's happened. So I realized very quickly that to keep my momentum going and my confidence in the business, I had to keep dreaming bigger and bigger. So you're kind of using your really following through on your imagination. Yes. Yeah. But do you, I mean, because... I guess there's that kind of thing of people feeling like they need to stay grounded within that, isn't Mm -hmm. it? It's like um, what's what's realistic and what's not. And I I think sometimes actually that does stand in the way of people really allowing their imagination to to um, grow. Um, Mm -hmm. But did you kind of were there any tools or, or ways that you actually managed to allow your your imagination, your dreams to become a reality? I would say that word allow is really, really crucial. I've always allowed myself to dream very, very big, even if it's only been for me. Mm. Some practical tips, I journal twice a day. I goal set, I write down my goals, not for anybody else, but just for me, because I feel that writing it down, it almost seems as though it's possible. And that is is how all of my goals that I have achieved since really began on a piece of paper, just in a notepad on my bedside table so that's a really practical thing that I do I'm always reminding myself of my goals I also use positive affirmations I advise that everybody does this who is listening I have done for years I've always stuck with the idea that the first reflection of yourself that you see whether that when you wake up this is so it could be in a mirror or a glass window, for instance, your first reflection, say something positive about yourself, anything. It can be, I love how ambitious I am. I love how kind I am. Gosh, my hair looks good today. Mm -hmm. I've always stuck with that because I think you have to be kind to yourself. If you want to be somebody who is calm and who is at peace, if you like, and confident, then you need to be able to love yourself unconditionally. And that comes from allowing yourself to speak positively about yourself, if you like, because so often we talk to ourselves very, very negatively. And I have struggled with that as well, mainly, I think, in business, because I started so young. So nobody really quite believed that I would be able to launch Smart Girl Tribe and keep it as a business. And I've lived all over the world now and nobody's quite 
believed it, if you like. It, my family still laughs at me. The fact that I'm the one that has somehow managed to build the UK's number one female empowerment organisation, it really does genuinely still make my family laugh and it baffles me. So I definitely have had those feelings of self-doubt, but positive affirmations, journaling is a huge one for me. I'm very old school. I love writing things down. Goal setting, I do twice a day. I write down um, 10 of my goals every single morning and evening because as I said, I feel like writing them down, they almost seem more possible if you like is that is that recognizing though isn't it I mean I um I'm a compassion focused therapist and it's about um they they teach you in that about how it's really important to recognize that the, the tricky brain which is that we all have which is those negative thoughts those thoughts of self-doubt all of those things they will be going on no matter what we do but counteracting it and balancing it out with all this stuff we have to work extra hard at doing that if we really want to stop the natural way our brain goes which unfortunately is towards more negative thoughts about ourselves but the more yeah the more we have to really make like that it's almost like a contract with yourself isn't it that no I want to be more compassionate towards myself so therefore I need to do xyz in order for that to happen if I don't do that my brain will go towards more negative place Absolutely. I mean, I think especially as women, we tend to seek two things, permission and validation. Mm. And we grow up with this idea of to be ladylike, you have to eat a certain way, you have to be a certain way, you have to speak a certain way, etc. So we put an enormous amount of pressure on ourselves to be perfect, that we start rejecting the idea of failing and setbacks and I've always said if somebody is successful they're not standing on a mountaintop of success they're standing on a mountaintop of rejection failures and setbacks I think replacement thoughts are incredible because it's very very easy to think what if everything goes wrong instead of what if everything goes right if I had I've always said there are hundreds if not thousands of women who are smarter than me, more brilliant than me, more talented than me, who could be in my position today. But the only difference is, is I haven't given up on myself and I made that commitment to myself. And I would say since it's holding on to the idea, truly believing not only in yourself, but the idea that actually everything could work out for you. True. I think that is, is that flipping, like you said, there is replacement sources. It's, it's flipping your mindset, isn't it? Into yeah. that real idea that there are, these things are possible for you just as they're possible for anyone. Um, mm-hmm. It's about what, how, how the barriers in your own mind and how you overcome them often. I mean, obviously some people have more privileges than others that makes it easier, but, but in, you know, into kind of a general perspective, I think it is those, those barriers in our mind that really kind of get in the way of us, of us, of us achieving what we want to achieve. Yes. Thank you. And so, I mean, you've shared, shared loads of kind of tips and <laughs> tools there already, um, and we're winding towards the end, but is there, I mean, you mentioned that you, you read a lot around business stuff. Is there anything that you've read around that you think would be helpful for the audience? I would say, for well-being or wellness, I love Melissa Ambrosini. She is based in Australia. I adore her podcasts and she has written two books, Open Wide and Mastering Your Inner Mean Girl, which, as I've said, as women is so important because I think there are probably three things stopping us from being 
confidence as women in social media is one, our inner mean girl, and then other people's opinions. Mm. So I would definitely recommend Melissa Ambrosini for wellness or well-being. I also love Rachel Hollis. I think she's fantastic. She's a motivational speaker based in the US. For business, for confidence, I would say High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. There is no one else in the world who will probably set your heart on fire like he will. He really does set your soul alight, if you like. And if you do have a business idea, then definitely read his book because I think he can just help tremendously. Those are probably the main go-tos, my staples if you like. But yes, Melissa has a podcast as well. I know Rachel Hollis does and she interviews a lot, but for wellness and well-being, confidence, for instance, I love Melissa's. And then of course I have to recommend the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. <laughs> oh great. Thank you. And was there were there any other tips that you wanted to share? Don't think small. I would say that is my biggest mm. recommendation. You know, there's a famous quote if you I think it's if you reach for the moon, you might land between the stars. Oh, yeah. So I think that's very important. As far as confidence goes, I would say, for me, I love journaling, but positive affirmations, because I do stand by there are three reasons why we don't feel confident on the whole as women, social media, other people's opinions, and our inner mean girl. First of all, if you're going to let your inner mean girl drive, she's only going to drive you into a ditch. So you need to just park up and drop her off somewhere. Someone else's opinion of you, I mean, you know, don't give a cheap seat to, sorry, don't give a person in your life who's sitting in the cheap seats of VIP opinion. Mm. You know, I would say really don't, don't listen to other people. I know it's very, very easy, especially, you know, the mean girls who you're still on friend, who you're still friends with on Facebook and things like this, but somebody else's opinion of you really is none of your business. And then with social media, everybody is just highlighting their top tip. And I think it's incredibly difficult to remember that as you're scrolling through and you're seeing, you know, so many people excelling in business while on a beach in Bali or something. <laughs> so I would honestly just say, I understand how hard it is, but just when you, something that I'm loving at the moment is the idea, if you can't go outside, go inside, spend this time really exploring yourself, meditate, do yoga, do Pilates, do anything that is going to ground you I'm really getting into crystals at the moment mm. so I would say as far as confidence goes journaling and positive opinions but then remembering those three main reasons why as women we probably struggle with a lack of confidence I'd say to anybody listening just go all in and take massive action Mm. and just do do what feels like authentic to you isn't it because yeah. I just thought of when I was younger if when I whenever I was thinking about what I wanted to do when I was older it was always what would other, what would if I said this to people at a party or something what would they think of me you know yeah. um what what you know what would people think if I said I was this or this and it's like that's it's like so much living for other people that it acts as a block to really connecting intuitively with what you want yeah, no, you completely nailed it. 
on the head. I mean, I've gone through that as well. When I graduated at 21, everyone was telling me that Smart Girl Tribe wouldn't be successful. And I even had professors calling my parents saying, you know, Scarlett really should be working for the EU because I was very focused on academia, which did pay off for my professors. Um, were feeling that if you like so they were calling my parents suggesting that and I listened and I got um, an incredible PR job in London straight out of graduation and I lasted I think it was three weeks and an hour possibly before <laughs> I quit and I got on a plane to New York where I had no apartment no friends or no job because that was where I knew I could I wanted to be if you like that was me being truly authentic and that essentially is where confidence comes from as well really being your most authentic self definitely definitely yeah well on that note thank you so much Scarlett this has been a really really informative conversation no, to thank you, you so on, much I have to have you back on the show once all this uh you know isolation business is finished <laughs> no absolutely I mean do take care of yourself be healthy and yeah. safe and keep doing everything you're doing it's wonderful you really are doing some beautiful work a big thank you to Scarlett for coming on the show as always do check out the show notes because there are the links where you can find her and her website and all the resources that she talked about during the episode. I hope that you guys have an okay month and you're getting through all this with COVID and isolation. If you do feel like you need a space to talk to people, then don't forget to check out the Facebook community group. Otherwise, I will see you back here next time. Mm-hmm.